Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 106. Tom Does Disney, part 8700, part 2. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. The guy who does Disney. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So I guess we hired the worst Mandalorian ever. Well, I have it on good authority, from maybe from the Mandalorian himself, that Matt should be rejoining us next week. For those, for those of you who have listened to the last 80 episodes, you've never heard of Matt. So we'll have to reintroduce him to you, since he, he was only around for the early days. Uh, there, was a, there was a middling period. I'm just being sarcastic, because he's going <laughs> to listen to this and get angry. That's okay. Tonight, what are we talking about? Yeah, so if, if you're with us on the first installment of Tom Does Disney 8700 Part 1, we, we really only focused on what was in Disney for Christmas, what we saw in Disney, what we liked in Di- on the trip I went on for Christmas, and then kind of highlighted what, what Disney does for New Year's and, and talked through that a little bit. This is actually going to be more of like the traditional, you know, does Disney type episode. We're going to walk through the trip, walk through a little bit of the planning, and then I'm going to give my opinions on some things that ex- that we experienced. So, All right. Well, good. Uh, so let's go to the news before we do that. Not a ton of news this week, but uh, we'll get started at Magic Kingdom. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party will be starting on August 13th this year, which is uh, three days earlier than it started in 2019. At the, at the rate this is going, we're going to be starting in July. It's pretty soon. Right at the 4th of July, we're going to start with Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Also at Magic Kingdom, breakfast is going to be available permanently now at Friar's Nook. This is a welcome addition as a buddy of mine and I found out there are a startling lack of breakfast places in Magic Kingdom. In fact, we had to go all the way to a little cart in Frontierland to find breakfast sandwiches. But uh, Friar's Nook is going to have breakfast sandwiches, tater tots, gravy, cinnamon sugar donuts. Food looks pretty good, so go check it out next time you're at Magic Kingdom early morning. Taking the monorail over to Epcot, it looks like Journey into Imagination hours will be extended through February 29th. Typically, this attraction closes at 7 p.m. However, it will be open to park close. And then we also have seen the menu for Regal Eagle Smokehouse, which is opening at the American Adventure Pavilion. The food looks good. It's it's mostly barbecue and ribs. Pricing is, you know, it's a little on the pricier side compared to some other quick service restaurants that we've seen. But we are hoping that the food quality here is on par with a Satuli Canteen or a Docking Bay Number no. 7. This restaurant will also have a specialty Jack Daniels lemonade on, uh, on the menu when it opens. So I'm sure Tom will look forward to checking that out. Over at Animal Kingdom, Rivers of Light Showtimes, additional Rivers of Light Showtimes have been announced for February 2nd through 8th and February 9th through 29th. So the 2nd through the 8th, there will be showtimes at 6.45 and 8 o'clock. And then for the 9th through the 29th, showtimes will be at 7 and 8.15. Not really sure why this is. The the show doesn't seem to be that popular. I think, as Tom will talk about here shortly, there was nobody there when he went to go see it. Moving over to Hollywood Studios, Muppet Vision 3D is closing for refurbishment on the 26th of January through February 8th. Just a brief refurbishment. I think they're replacing the seats and the curtains. And then something interesting here, the, the plastic cheese is back on the menu at, or is on the menu at Backlog Express. This has been absent from Disney World for a long time. It used to be, be available at Cosmic Rays. 
and at Pecos Bills. And it was removed from Pecos Bills when they uh, when they changed that menu up. It was also removed from Cosmic Rays. But it is available at Backlot Express now. It does cost a dollar and it comes in a cup. So there's no pump to pump as much cheese as you want onto your, uh, onto your French fries. Just in general news, Blizzard Beach's refurbishment has been extended through January 18th. So a little bit longer than, than is typical. It's been pretty cold down in Orlando. So don't think that uh, a ton of people are going down, uh, going down trying to get into Blizzard Beach. Disney is also announced a hotel discount in effect for most nights from April 1st through September 12th. This is up to a 25% room-only discount and is subject to availability. Limited availability, of course. So, you know, check check your dates. If it works, great. And then final piece of news that we have, DVC members will now receive a 20% discount on Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Kiosks located throughout Disney World. Tell you, this really makes that $20,000 investment worth it, getting that 20% off of crappy coffee. That's all the news that we have uh, for this week. So with that, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alright, so your trip. This was back in December. It was not at Christmas time because obviously we advise you guys not to go at Christmas time. And so we would be remiss if we didn't take our own advice, right? But it was, um, it was right around that Christmas time. So you, you guys did see all the Christmas, uh, Christmas decorations up. If you, were, if you have not yet listened to our last episode, go back and listen to it and we'll, we'll talk about all that. Um, but what... Uh, I guess what was what was the reason, or what was what was your thoughts on this? What were your thoughts on this trip? Yeah, so we we like to do a trip with uh, with with mom. We've done this now twice with my mom during the Christmas holiday, and just the way it it fell this year, it worked to we could have a trip that would span across both my wife's birthday and my mom's birthday. So the trip actually began on Friday the thirteenth, and I do believe in bad juju because. We had, I had some of the worst traffic I've ever seen in Orlando, Friday the 13th. And some of the really? worst traffic I've ever seen at Disney Springs, Friday the 13th. Uh, so that's kind of where the trip began. We were going over to Disney Springs just to really shop at the World of Disney and see the Christmas tree trail. And I guess everyone else was doing that too. Because you literally couldn't move. And I sent Pete a picture. I mean, have you ever seen, seen yeah. anything like that? Uh, yeah, it looked like uh, the outside of Hollywood Studios every morning now. We'll talk, we'll, we will get to that, but 
it, it's yeah, no, I, but I have I have been in a situation like that at Disney before, actually at at Epcot, where there's so many people you you can't move, and it's frustrating. Yeah, it really. It, I mean, I don't want to say it it wasn't fun because we still enjoyed being at Disney Springs and the world of Disney, and and you know a lot has changed in two years. So for my mom to be able to see the renovations of the store and the Christmas tree trail for the first time, that was all well worth it. And it actually ended up being a relatively inexpensive trip. We didn't buy a lot, but uh, yeah. So started started the trip with with kind of Disney Springs and dedicated an entire you know dinner time and later evening to that. So, so you guys got in what two or three or something like that? Oh no no no! We were supposed to be in at four. Uh, we probably didn't get to our hotel until about six thirty or seven, and then we had then we showered and then went to Disney Springs. So it was a so it was a late uh, late late. Kind of start at Disney Springs for you guys. Yeah, later than we anticipated, we ate a deluxe burger. It was actually fantastic. I, I don't know what was up when Pete and I went there. We just we must have just had a bad experience because the, the to me that burger wasn't. I mean, it was it was good, but it wasn't wasn't great. I will say this: Pete and I ordered like one of the, you know, specials specials, and I think they do a lower quality burger there. You think so? I actually do. Yeah, I saw a couple of people order it, and it looked totally different from what we ordered. Um, one, one thing I'll tell you guys. One, if you want to eat at a, on a Friday night at Disney Springs, have a reservation before 7 o'clock p.m. But two, only go where there's mobile ordering because the lines are out the door. At least this evening, they were out the doors everywhere. And, I mean, I was I felt bad for the people waiting in line at Deluxe Burger. Because oh, you guys mobile ordered. We mobile ordered, yeah. I mean, which, why would you not, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, it made it made no sense to me. But I'm not a, uh, you know, I, maybe people didn't know it existed. I don't know. I mean, the line for Dulux was legitimately out the door. That's that's crazy. So you guys stayed at Pop, right? Yep, stayed at the Pop Century. But our first night at Pop wasn't actually until the 14th. So that okay. night we just stayed at the Hampton. Got up early that morning, drove over for a day at Animal Kingdom. Uh, I'll tell you, we, we didn't have, we didn't have, I guess, the, I wouldn't say we we didn't have the best fast passes. That's the way I'll put it. You know, we had Yeah, you guys did not you didn't get a flight of passage fast pass. Right. Didn't didn't get a flight of passage. We had Dinosaur, we had uh Lion King, and we had Kilimanjaro. I mean, and, so not not terrible. No, but- it was things we wanted to do. And, and so we uh there were extra magic hours at Animal Kingdom that day. We did get up for them. And I mean, I think we rode flight of passage with no issues at all. The we actually it was an 18-minute wait, but the big issue was they loaded someone that uh, needed assistance, and that really it took it takes some time. And so it would have been an 18-minute wait had that had that not occurred, which no biggie, right? But the interesting thing, you know, when you go in the the second pre-show at Flight of Passage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they they pair you, that's when they pair your DNA. Yeah. So because they knew, I, I'm sure Disney had a an idea that hey, this is going to take some time. So they're going through the pre-show, and then when they go to pair you, they go. Wait a minute. Hmm. I think the system went down. Yeah, you know, I've had that happen to me before. I was going to ask if you and, and and I don't know if you've seen it. There are actually a couple of uh, different versions of the first pre-show too. Sometimes they scan you. Sometimes they blow air on you. Sometimes they do all the everything. Um. So so it it does seem like yes, they can they can adjust that to to kind of fit the needs of hey, if we've got a guest that's going in here that is going to take a little bit longer, they can adjust that pre-show. And so Which I, is kind of cool. I haven't seen it in the first pre-show, but you could tell there were some others that had ridden and had not ridden in the second pre-show. Because the ones that had ridden, I mean, my, I looked up like, wait a second, what did he say? Because I, yeah. I was like, he's never said this before. 
And then obviously I put it together. But uh, 18 minute wait for for getting there at extra magic hours. I might have a theory behind that right now of why it was only an 18 minute wait. Uh, I, I think Rise of Resistance is pulling that many people over to Hollywood Studios in the morning. Uh, but yeah, so did did that, and then and then kind of had your standard your our, what what it's probably become a standard Hollywood Studios day for us, where we had Satuli Canteen for lunch. You mean Animal Kingdom Day, right? Well, what did I say? Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I mean Animal Kingdom Day. Yeah, had the standard day. Did Satuli Canteen for lunch. It was fantastic as usual. I tell you, it's it's hard to go wrong at that restaurant. It really is. It does feel much better using the dining plan there than actually getting out your wallet and spending twenty two dollars for a lunch. It hurts. It does hurt. And it, so this is actually my wife's. It was her birthday this day. A little Disney magic. We're we're waiting to get our food. And if you've been to Satula, you order, and it's like all the restaurants, and you wait at kind of the, the window. You give them your receipt. Did- did you guys mobile order? We did not because we weren't 100% that, that our dining plan, because it was our first day, we wanted to make sure it was up and running. So we didn't mobile order. Yeah, because we've had, we've had problems with that before. Right. So I wanted to actually physically see the the mobile order meals come off our, our my Disney experience that before I started doing the mobile order. But anyway, we're, we're talking to a, what appears to be a manager level Disney employee. He just comes over. He sees that I have a, a uh, South Carolina shirt on and- Starts asking about he's he was going to Charleston to visit his brother, but anyway notices, you know notices my my wife's birthday pin, so happy birthday kind of gives her a hard time, and then he's like wait it is it's today's actually your birthday so they get the get her you know a cupcake and some different little birthday treats to take back to our table which that's just kind of the Disney difference a little bit, you know making sure that hey your food's good your your experience has been good today have you been to the restaurant I mean just. Above and beyond, talked to us the whole time. We waited for our food, and uh, then he then he kind of went and went on with his business. But yeah, that was uh, so that was cool. And well, that's the, cool. Yeah, and then and then just kind of we we really took it easy in Animal Kingdom that day. We we uh, saw both Finding Nemo, a bug, or well, all three: Finding Nemo, Bug's Life, and Lion King. We went to Up. That's crazy. Yeah, went to Up and watched the the Bird Adventure. Um, how, I, how was how was Up? Because I don't I've never seen that before. Yes, this is one thing that the the um, the script is very corny, very very corny. So, like Jungle Cruise corny or no, cornier. Really, but the 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 birds are super impressive, as you can imagine. I really enjoyed the show. It was kind of late afternoon. We saw the last show of the, of the day, but no wait for it, right? I mean, it's not walked right on and sat. We literally walked in as it was starting, uh, and I and I also I did something. I did something for the group. When I got off Dinosaur, I noticed Primeval World had a five-minute wait. Well, when I got on Dinosaur. And at this point, you know, in the morning, my mom and wife wanted coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I said, all right, well, you guys go do that. I'm going to do Primeval World. And let me tell you, guys, I called Pete when I realized that, one, I've now stood in a 20-minute wait for this attraction. Well, there's a story behind behind the, this ride, too, right? Well, yeah, so I, I kind of walk up, and again, I, I've alluded to the fact I had a South Carolina shirt on, and this guy, for no reason, starts talking negatively about South Carolina, and I'm just not really, well, oh, yeah, ha-ha, laughing it off. And then he starts talk, trying to talk politics with me, and I, and I also don't really engage with him. But then I, I get up, and I, I realize, wait, how I had forgotten, it's been so many years, I would forgotten how the seating arrangement was on this attraction. And I call Pete. I'm like, dude, I got to get out of line. Like, I'm going to have to sit next to this guy. Because <laughs> you, you thought you were going to have to sit with the guy. Because it was a family of three. And then it was me. And I'm like, and I'm just this, like, you know, young, you know, 
young guy about to just ride with this family. And this, is, this guy's <laughs> been trying to talk to me the whole time, and I've been kind of ignoring him, not being rude, but not really pushing the conversation Not, not engaging with him, yeah. And fortunately, the, I, the Disney cast member kind of put me with – because, I, I mean, the way this is, like, you are – it'd be like riding Dumbo with him. I mean, you're right there. Uh, you'd be squished him. in there, yeah. And so, so fortunately, the the young lady that was seating people put me on my own – in my own two seats, basically, my own bench area. And I was with a little a, a little girl and her dad, and her dad couldn't have been more than early 30s. And he and I both were – she was loving it. I think he and I were wearing every twist, bump, turn. I mean, that ride <laughs> was horrible. And I, and I talked to Pete the entire time on the phone through the entire attraction. Yeah, and I mean, just had nothing positive to say about about the entire experience, right? I mean, almost made me miss Lion King with how long I had to wait, and then the walk back, and so. But I, I did it for the podcast, listeners. You're welcome. If if none of you ever get to ride it again, I wrote it for all of us, and which which you, we hope you don't because it's it's terrible. It is not built for adults. It is not built for tall people. It hurts your back. I still think my back's sore from riding it. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> You know, continued through our day, uh, as I kind of mentioned, it did everything. Expedition Everest had a very long closure, so we did not get to do that. Uh, but we did end up going back a different day to do it, and then topped it off with dinner at Boma. How was how was Boma? You know, another another not great experience for me at Boma with the the gentleman who carves the meat. <laughs> why and why is that? Long, very long buffet line, which it ended up. It was like seven. It's prime dinner time, right? So. And this mom and her little girl are looking at the line, and you can tell the little girl just wants like a piece of turkey or something. And so my mom says, "Hey, if you'd like to get your daughter something, you know, feel free to just kind of reach in front of me." Which I, in my head, I'm like, "Oh man, I hope people behind us aren't bothered that we're letting this little girl kind of cut." At the same time, the guy who's carving the meat keeps saying, "Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am, what would you like? Ma'am, what would you like? Ma'am, what would you like?" To my mom, to to your mom, and I say, I say, you know, I start and then get Nancy. I'm like, "Hey, mom, uh, like, mom, this guy's looking for your mom." And I and I guess he didn't like that I was. He thought you were. He thought you were. You were trying to make fun of him or something. Or? I, no, he thought I was trying to like hurry her up. I guess when really I I really was just trying to make the whole situation flow better. And <laughs> and this guy did he wave his knife at you? He waved his knife at me. He stopped what he was doing and he said, "Young man, you don't you don't talk to your mother like that." And I'm like, "Oh no, sir." <laughs> I said, "No, sir. I was actually just trying to like make sure you guys were." And he said, and he, my, mom, my mom basically was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And, you know, he was just trying to help. And the guy's like, ma'am, don't let your son walk all over you. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then when I, when it was my turn, I'm obviously right behind her because I let her go first in line. I mean, golly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's your mom. Cause it's my mom. And uh, then when it was my turn, he just said, next person, please. And I'm just kind of staring at him. He ignored you. Ignored Wouldn't me. give you any meat. So I go up later in the evening. He stares at me. I, I ask for whatever whatever he was carving. Wait, so did you get did you get meat the first go round? I, I eventually did because I just kind of stood there and looked at him. And then the second and the second time I go up, he's talking to everyone in line. He looks at me, throws the exact because, same thing I got off the, the time before my plate. Doesn't ask me what I want, and I say I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. He says next, please, and doesn't even respond to me because he remembered you. He remembered me. Yep. Wow. Cause, that's um because I can't eat a lot at Boma. Like I can't because of all the spices and food, and so there's mm-hmm. certain things I can and can't eat. So I kind of you know just eat the prime rib. Like basically, I'm I'm kind of focused yeah. in in a very basic dinner plate. So uh, yeah. So that that guy, I don't know what he had. he had it out for me. I guess interesting. 
But that ended that ended our, our evening. I, I would say one one thing that I did realize this night was when you have the Disney dining plan, uh, alcoholic beverage does come with a quick service lunch and and a dinner. So, so did you get did you get an alcoholic beverage at Satuli then? No, I didn't realize it then, and I didn't and I and I actually didn't. I I, I would have just wanted water regardless. I think I actually drank pink I mean, lemonade Satuli. Because you wouldn't have drank a beer. No, absolutely not. And I think that's really the only option there, right? Probably a quick service, but at dinner, you obviously it's the entire menu. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and one th- one thing I did want to highlight: we did try the two drinks in in a Pandora. You may remember the names, Pete. I don't. Uh, one of them's one like of a margarita. Is, one of them's kind of a yeah, the Maori margarita, and then the uh, rum blossom, I think, or something like try, that. Tried both of them. I mean, neither of them are up my alley, but both my mom and wife thought they they tasted fantastic. So. Uh, if you're into sweet drinks, maybe that's the, the route you go. So that that was day one, and I, I took a long time to explain that, so I won't take that long on the rest of them. Day two, what was on the agenda? It was our Epcot day. Smart planning by by our group because we have Monday as an off day, so just kind of le- left Epcot wide open. I won't bore you with the details. I mean, we did everything you would expect to do in Epcot. World Showcase focus for sure. Uh, visited each country. Did the ex- Epcot experience, which was Unreal. So ex- explain the Epcot experience because I, I've never been in there, I don't think. So it's a 360 degree theater and they just walk through everything that's coming to the parks in, in or Epcot in the future. And in the middle, there is a, I don't Model? know if you want to call it a diagram or a, you know, it's, it's basically a miniature version of Epcot, you know, laid out in the middle that, that and it kind of highlights what what they're talking about in the 360 theater. There's not a bad seat in the house. We we sat through the show two separate times because it's just back-to-back on a loop. It's dark in there. It's cool. I mean, there's places to kind of lean around the bars, and it really is. I mean, it really is neat. And so uh, we we did that. There are some bathrooms there as well that were very good bathrooms that I can that we all visited. Like China bathrooms? They've, they've passed the China bathroom. China bathroom, we let that secret out. And I take, I'm sorry, yeah. but the China bathroom isn't what it used to be. It's gone downhill. It's not heading on downhill, but I mean, it's, you know, the, you know, we've talked about this. The World Showcase has turned into a frat lot at some time. So yeah, it really has. The men's bathroom in the China Pavilion is typically the first bathroom most people need to visit now. So it used to be so peaceful. I know. And it's been, it's been infiltrated. So it's my uh, happy place. So yeah, and where, where our night kind of took a turn, we didn't have any dining reservations since we were just going to snack all around Epcot. And uh, we finished Epcot and I said, hey guys, would you want to try to go over to Hollywood Studios and see if they're going to reopen boarding passes for Rise of Resistance? It looked like a great day where, where they were getting through all the boarding passes. Yeah. And and this was before they uh, they put out like the uh, temporary or the secondary the, boarding passes, right? So, so we went out, we had the park hopper, you know, and that was one thing my mom did purchase. So we kind of wanted to use that too. So we, we park hopped over to Hollywood Studios via the Skyliner. And let me tell you, the Skyliner has improved greatly. It is my favorite form of transportation now. No breakdowns, no issues. No, and it's fast. And, and I, and I, uh, I was overly critical on it early on. And, and keep in mind, I, I was probably there when it was, when it was just, you know, just open. I mean, within so, within a week or two of opening. Yeah, yeah so I, I probably should have reserved my opinion, but it was fantastic. And I'll get to the problems that happens when it closes, though. But uh, anyway, went over to Hollywood Studios. This is when I did catch that Fantasmic Fast Pass. Grabbed an Ogas that night as well. And so we uh, 
we really hit Hollywood Studios hard. We did Fantasmic, rushed over to Ogas, had, had our and, uh, and you were you were late to your Ogas, which you kind of cleared with with them beforehand, right? Let me tell you how good I was at Fantasmic, and I explained, hey, if we stay for this entire show, we're going to be late to Ogas. They called over to the cast member working Ogas and said, hey, we have a family of three. This is their last name. We're we're telling them you're gonna uh, that we're confirming you're gonna approve them into Ogas. He said, "Yeah, no problem. Just tell them to tell me their name when they get here. We'll let them in." They were turning people away when they let us in, so that was big time by Disney. And then maybe the weirdest experience that's ever happened to me in my life happened at Ogas. One, I've had this waitress multiple times, which was kind of funny, but a glass shattered, and when I mean like shattered, like I mean glass hit my leg, right? Didn't really worry about it. And we're at a booth. We did. We also requested, can we have a booth? Because, you know, we had been walking all day. So they give us a booth. And they sit another party on the other side of the booth, which is totally normal. And I'm not paying attention. I'm kind of explaining some of the Star Wars references to to my mom. And this, this uh, what I thought was a couple, sat down. And then, I re- and then Disney cast members just keep coming over to this person. And so I start kind of eavesdropping. And he is hysterically crying. And he's holding his arm. And so I'm kind of, and they're like, do you need a medic? Do you need help? What would you like? And I, the, what I gathered was, and I called Pete right after this. I gathered that when the glass shattered, he maybe made an angle that glass hit his arm, but there was no blood, no cut, no nothing. But drank, I mean, drank and ate for free the rest of the time in Ogus. So, so you think he was legit just like angling for, Free drinks at Ogus. Well, he wasn't drinking, though. It was the two girls with him that were. I mean, do you think that they were, like, pushing him to do this? I have no idea. But but they were... They were there. I mean, they were there the whole time. We we were only there for, like, you know, 20 minutes. We weren't there very long because we were trying to ride Slinky Dog as well. But, yeah. I, I, and then when I left, I and, and what Disney cast members did for us is they gave us all the, uh, the entire set of coasters. I know people try to collect this set of coasters, so they just said, "Here, take all these," and, and we're sorry, you know, kind of like, "Do you guys need?" Because it was not, it was awkward, and we were like, "No, no, no, we're fine." And I think I told him, "Keep your chin up" or something when I left, <laughs> or I hope you feel better. <laughs> so, rushed over to to, to uh, Slinky Dog because this is again an impromptu visit to Hollywood. We wait a long time because the ride breaks down. And they, they give us a free fast pass. I noticed there's another scanning lady up the way. So I said, well, let's just scan again and see what happens. But we ended up getting, we netted two free fast passes, which is- uh, You work the system. You work the system. Yeah, I'm sorry for everyone who is scolding me for this. Um, so then, yeah, that was that was our Hollywood Studios day. It was a long, or our, no, our Epcot day that turned into Hollywood Studios day. So it was a long day. And That's, uh, uh, yeah. that's cool that, that you guys got to, to get into Ogas. And, I mean, because none of this was planned, right? Just- no, none of this was planned. And it actually opened up our- our Hollywood Studios Day, which we'll get to later, to uh, hop back over to Epcot. So it, it really helped us out, actually. We were trying to avoid having to eat dinner in Hollywood Studios, and we successfully did it. But uh, Monday was our off day. So Monday, we, we spent our day resort hopping for the most part. My wife and I did go over to Animal Kingdom in the morning to ride Expedition Everest and eat at Satuli and meet some friends that were also in Disney World from, from where we live. And then I uh, did Boma for dinner, which was unreal. No, you didn't. You we did, did Ohana, Ohana for dinner. dinner. I lied. I lied, which was yeah. unreal. And you know, I—I I mean, you—you get—you open up the Ohana menu with your 
with your drinks. I mean, that's really with your. <laughs> you know, what? There's a lot of there's a lot of options on. There's there. a ton of options, and uh, that that's actually where I decided just to try something new, and and it wasn't that great, but it was already in it was it was in the dining package. Yeah, you didn't pay for it, so who cares? So yeah, uh, Ohana was great, and then uh, while we were at Ohana. Right as we finished Ohana, rather, I kind of rushed down and, and we got, my wife got us into Trader Sam's before the crowds hit, which uh, first time in my life, I asked him, I always asked this kind of unexpected to know. I said, do you guys have any souvenir mugs available? I said, yeah, every single one of them. I said, every one of them. Which never happens. And I said, the Owen one? Because if if you guys are a, a listener of any length, you know that Pete loves the Oa, loves the Oa mug. And yeah, they let us uh, let me buy two and I've, mugs. I've so legit, I've legit tried to buy one the last three or four times I've been there, and we we uh, we bought Pete one, and uh, we ended up buying a it was it was a Nutcracker mug, I believe, for for the Christmas yeah, the, season. Yeah, which Those my wife were cool wanted. looking. This is interesting. What they told me, so our our waiter was fantastic, and um, my wife asked, could could he, uh, you know, what drink did he recommend with the with the nutcracker mug or, or no, no, maybe, maybe she ordered a drink that it was kind of featured in. And he said, Oh, well we actually don't serve the nutcracker mug with your, in the restaurant at all. And she said, why is that? And he said, because they walk away at a ridiculous rate. The first edition mugs. Oh, I'm sure. So, so if you, if you want that, they'll actually give you any drink with it. It doesn't change. It really doesn't even change the price of it. So uh, that 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 is kind of a little, fl- and you can you can also say, hey, I want to buy the Oa mug, but I don't really want to buy the Oa. You can do that as well, uh, which I I was unaware of. So that was that that was kind of the the end of the evening. Other than doing some more resort hopping, which we did the monorail loop, then and we did Wilderness Lodge, and uh, called it a night because we had an early morning coming, super early morning, and I think we'll spend I think we'll spend a lot of time here. So we had some friends who did Rise of Resistance. On Monday, they got there at what did she tell me five fifteen probably. Got into like a in the top twenties boarding group, rode the attraction, you know by like. And this is when the parks open in it. This is when the parks open at seven. Seven, right? Yeah. And and I think they rode it by like eight or something because she had shot me a text. But I mean five fifteen just seemed ridiculous to me. You know I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I, I kind of. I'd done my research thinking we can get there at probably 6.30 or 6. No, I think 6 is the latest I wanted to get there. I think we pulled in at 5.47 or something like that uh, and drove drove our own car there. Got into, got into the, got through bag check. And we were, pre- I mean, we were a pretty good distance back from, but I felt, I felt good. I mean, we, we were well inside of the bag check, bag check circle. I mean, you were going to, you were going to get a boarding group provided Correct. that. The app didn't break down. And keep in mind, I still have two fast passes that are good for a slinky dog level ride at this point, and our other three. So we were walking in with five fast passes, and I'm which trying is, to get a boarding group, which is awesome. And so I just I want to tell you, I wouldn't do this with kids. So obviously it filled up. This is the first day that Disney didn't open early, so we we actually didn't walk in until they didn't start letting people in until about seven or six fifty five maybe. They actually pass out a brochure on how to get into a boarding group. So they pass. So every person gets one of those, and they do that an hour before they let you in. And they have someone come over the loudspeaker and explain rise of resistance. Once they start letting people in, of course, there's a mass applause, and people are jockeying, pushing, doing anything they can to get in front of you. 
Which which is stupid, right? Because well, it's stupid because if if it, your entire party needs to get in, so if you're leaving yeah. half your party behind, it doesn't matter when you it doesn't get do in. any good for you. And it is. I mean, body to body. There's no space. There, there's no space for me to lift. Just a mad dash. It's it's, but it's not a dash because if you remember how, if you remember how Epcot's shaped, they have the, the mm-hmm. bag check, and then they have Hollywood, the ticket booth, Hollywood Studios or Hollywood Studios. Gosh, I'm losing my mind. They have the bag check, then they have the ticket booths, and it gets very skinny in between the ticket booths, and then it opens back yep. up when you scan your Magic Band. So this mob of people is trying to get through this very narrow hall, basically. And it is it is super uncomfortable. I would be terrified that I would lose a kid because I, I'm six three, so I, I could see over everyone, could see my party, but I could I would be it it is suffocatingly crowded. But we did get in. I think seven twelve is when we officially got in and got boarding group forty seven or forty one something like that. And so at this point, the park's open. Everyone's rushing back to Galaxy's Edge for no reason. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing that I've seen a lot of. Why to go ride Falcon? Maybe they want to ride Smuggler's Run because that that did remain at about a ninety minute wait all day because they just that's where they pushed the crowd. But everyone rushed rushed back to Galaxy's Edge, so we went to Toy Story Land, walked on Toy Story Mania a couple times. Uh, Slinky Dog did did end up getting a pretty big line. Uh, and at this point, I had to kind of correct some of the fast pass stuff. So they, they, we did a Starbucks run, and I and I made sure to get all our fast passes in order. But yeah, I mean, we're loaded at this point. We have five fast passes: one for Toy Story Mania, one for you know Muppets, and one for maybe Star Tours or something like that. Uh, but but uh, Rise of Resistance is obviously the big ticket item. I think we walked on at nine o'clock. And Pete, if we thought Flight of Passage was something, it doesn't hold a candle to what this attraction is. So, and I, I don't want to ruin anything, but, um, so you guys, you guys walked on it, I guess, total, total experience time. So we, I mean, you had to wait, like when you walk into the queue, you don't just walk onto the attraction because I mean, they're loading ton. you know, there's, so, I mean, we still waited probably 30 minutes till to, to, to the experience began. Total time. I think we got walked up at like nine fifteen, nine twenty. got off at maybe 1030. So a good, so a good hour from from the time you got into the queue to the time it was over, and and it's it's hard to really define this as okay. Well, how long were you in the queue? How long were you on the ride for? Because you know, like Avatar: Flight of Passage, there are there's a pre show. There's a couple of pre shows, but they're not really pre shows. They're really part of the whole experience. And I think this is a without I, explaining I the pre shows to you. Oh, go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I want to kind of spend some time here because I think this is great. Um, and I think this is the future of, of queues. I mean, we had, we legit had an episode called Top 10 Queues at Disney, right? And we talked about these, the incredible theming job that Disney does on these queues. Well, this is kind of the next level of that, right? This is, I mean, you're still waiting in line and obviously you're not on a ride or anything, but it's still a queue. So, so I would say the experience begins when they're actually counting off your party and putting you in very similar to how Smuggler's Run is and you kind of have like a color and a group. Mm-hmm. They kind of group you off. And one thing they do, they, at least the day I was there, this could change. They didn't cram people. You know, in, in Tower of Terror for that pre-show, they cram as many people as they can in there. Well, I was very worried about that 
And I wanted to make sure I'd seen the, I mean, I'm, I can stand in the back and still see and what you're looking at is, is elevated. But I was like, man, I, I hope that, you know, my mom and wife don't miss any of the pre-show because it's so cool. And they don't put that, they only, they only put like a handful. I mean, it's not a handful, but it's, it, the room is very big and they could fit way more people in there. And that's the nicest thing. You can, you have room to maneuver. Yeah. And you can see everything. In both, in both pre-shows. But really, there's more than two pre-shows. Yeah, I want to give kind of a general overview. Okay, so the the concept of the ride is you're being recruited by the by the resistance, the good people, right? If you're not the a good guys, fan. and so you are going to you're going to the their base to get on a, a ship to where are they taking you? So so they're actually making sure that that you stay safe. That they're worried that the resistance base has been figured out. That, that's right. So they're getting you off Batu. Correct. And then stuff happens. You know, obviously, obviously, it's called Rise of the Resistance. So, I mean, at some point, you, you know that something goes wrong. And the, and the, the First Order is involved, of course. Of course. And so the first two pre-shows are unbelievable. But the, the second, the third, the third one kind of begins a different story because things have now gone wrong. And that's really the, you know, the, the ride itself, right? At that point? Well, no, no. I mean, there's a big reveal. I mean, after the second pre-show, you kind of, you get, you, you, you see the first order for the first time. I'll put it like that. And it is one of the most unbelievable sights I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Another thing they didn't do there, they didn't rush you through. They allowed for pictures and the cast members are incredibly in, in character, but also understanding that this is, I mean, wow, you've never seen this and, and it's crazy. And you feel like you are actually in the movie. So, I mean, did Rise of Resistance. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. No, but I mean, obviously, great attraction, right? It's the best attraction at Disney World. There's a reason the mobs are going to it in the morning. All My, my only point is this. I told Pete this. Disney could do this better. I don't like the boarding group idea. I wish they would just make it a queue, let people rush back there. And Pete said, so you want people to stand back there for 12 hours all day? That's fine, because it makes the rest of the park enjoyable to me. Yeah, I... I, I, I get the point. I and and I don't think that this is the best way to do it. It's not really safe. I mean it, it really is a it's like a mob. So I don't wanna I mean I don't wanna beat it uh beat a dead horse here. I mean that, that's just kinda where it, it is. I, I highly recommend going to do it at least once. But if your child is under the age of twelve, it would be tough for me to do that. You know, I would I wouldn't take I wouldn't take my child if they were under twelve. It's a great ride, poor execution. Until Disney gets figured out how to how to handle the crowds, and excitement will die down for this eventually, but I think not if, anytime soon. If anyone's wondering, is Galaxy's Edge a success? You got your answer. It is a incredible success. And and then obviously the rest of the day at Hollywood Studios, we, we had a lot of ammunition in, in the form of fast passes. And I told Pete this: it was crowded, but I could get fast passes for almost anything. Uh, I did have Disney change that second Slinky Dog fast pass to uh, make it accessible in Epcot. Because our evening went to Epcot. We ate at Tudo Italia. I believe it's how you pronounce that restaurant. Did, wait, did you eat at Tudo or Via Napoli? Tudo. You ate at Tudo. Okay. It was fabulous. I mean, absolutely fantastic. It had a, had a fantastic dinner. What we did not realize inside the restaurant was that it was an absolute monsoon outside. And so when we tried- really? Yeah, we left, we left Tudo and uh, it's thunder and lightning. It is raining extremely hard. Now we had ponchos, but it had puddled everywhere. And so we had to we had to make our way all the way up to the bus stops because the gondola system, Skyliner, was closed. Because of the rain, obviously. And what you don't realize is the Skyliner looped hotels, buses are outrageous. 
because I mean the park emptied, fireworks were canceled, dessert parties were canceled. Uh, the the um, oh man, it's, it's escaping me now. Where they tell the Christmas story, the candlelight processional was canceled. Oh, candlelight processional was canceled. Yeah, and uh, so we waited in about an hour bus line, which wasn't. But I was so stubborn that that we were going to wait in it. So that is how our evening ended. And then had had. I mean, all we had left was Magic Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom was our last day. This actually fell on my mom's birthday, and this is. It when, seems like a weird decision to to do Magic Kingdom last, but. I mean, I guess that's how it worked. It's out. her favorite park, and my wife's favorite park's Animal Kingdom, so they each got that on their birthdays kind of deal. But this is where we felt the Christmas crowds. Now, I will say there was not one attraction we wanted to ride that we didn't ride. I mean, our Fast Pass set up here was pretty strong out the gate. It was Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, and Peter Pan, and rolled Fast Passes the rest of the day. We did, we did everything except Big Thunder, which our group didn't really want to do, and Splash Mountain, because it was absolutely frigid. It was it was rainy and cold. I've, I've done that ride when it's frigid. It's not fun. But although they do tend to dial down the, the water a little bit, and they also turn the waterfall off at the end, which is nice. It was frigid. And so we uh, you know, had the typical Magic Kingdom. They did a lot of things we, we haven't historically done, I guess. We ate lunch at Columbia Harbor House, which was uh, – got the lobster roll there. It was very good. Not – Food and wine good, not but as, still pretty not good. Not as good as yeah, not as good as the food and wine. And I've I've had that before too. I actually had that in January, this past January when we went, and it was good. It's 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 a little on the pricey side. It's bigger than I thought it was going to be. And, so and it's yeah. I mean, we we you know searched for Pascal Pascal in the Tangled area. We like I said, we rode all the attractions we wanted to do. We did Carousel Progress, People Mover, you know, you name it, we did it. Um, and then obviously the, the big finale of our trip was dining at Cinderella's Royal Table. So I looked at the prices for that place. It has gotten absolutely insanely expensive. Yeah. I mean, I would say that we, we beat the Disney dining plan with our, with, cause I mean, obviously you're still tipping. So I'm seeing what the total was at the end of every meal. That place is ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was the best food we ate on our trip. Hands down. What'd you get? I got the filet of beef. Matter of fact, our entire table did. And uh, obviously you get an appetizer with this meal as well. We got we all got the scallops. And with the dessert, I think we all got the clock twi- strikes 12. And then we also got birthday desserts for, for my mom. So, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. The, you know, I think that one, also kind of a funny story. One thing the princesses do a good job of, because it is it is a character meet and greet. Uh, there are princesses there. It is, um, and forgive me, for, I don't I don't have kids, so I don't know all the princess names. But you know, Snow White's there. Um, Ariel is there. Sleeping Beauty is there. Obviously, Cinderella is downstairs greeting everyone. And then, what is the princess's name from Tangled? Rapunzel. Mm, wow, that seemed easier than it should. Yeah, Rapunzel is there. But I think they they kind of catch your your vibe, like you know they stopped at our table, but they you know they realize okay this probably isn't gonna be the table that wants pictures and autographs and all that, and they just kind of you know enjoy your enjoy your meal, kept 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 it moving. But and we had we had a similar experience at uh, Garden Grill too. Yeah, Garden Grill when, when, they, when yep. they came along. But I guess because these are actual people, I mean it's like 
you know, a, f- a face character. It was more of a personal interaction than just kind of Chip and Dale popping in and then walking off. But one thing that happened at Cinderella's World Table, I mean, it's late, right? We had a 945 reservation after the fireworks show. I'm tired. Everyone's tired. We just want to eat. Well, this, there, there's another table with us, and it was two older older folks, maybe, maybe, and then two like middle-aged folks. So I'm thinking like my grandparents and then maybe like a married couple. And this guy was a, 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 a borderline obsessed with Ariel. Cre- like creepy obsessed? Yeah, yeah, like creepy obsessed. Mm. And when, when she came to visit the table, he pulled, he like reached in his book bag and pulled out like a coffee cup, a, a, a towel, a t-shirt, all these things for Ariel to sign. I mean. And was asking her like, do you remember when you took this picture? Do you remember this? Like, oh, I just love you. I mean, j- I mean, it was... It was it was a little uncomfortable for me, Pete. I'm gonna be honest, and I and I'm okay with like the crazed Disney character fan. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, this was this was definitely weird. This was beyond that. Then she came to our table, and we didn't really pay her. I mean, we like we were polite to her, but didn't take a picture, none of that. And it did like you a, have anything for her to sign? No, but it, no, it like offended him. <laughs> like he started talking about how. Like, oh my gosh, that table didn't even pay her any mind. Like, she is the best in here. She could have spent more time with us. Like, he was, I mean, I'm, wow. Pete, I'm talking this Obsessed. guy was like 40 or 50. I mean, and look, like people, the, the great thing about Disney is that people, people can make of it what they want, right? So obviously he's very into characters. No, 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 no. Just Ariel. That was another <laughs> thing. Every other princess, he didn't care about. So just Ariel. That was, that was a, Ariel is his, is his cup of tea. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a little, that's a little bit. <laughs> I mean, and everyone at the table I didn't really pay much mind, but him. I mean, it was his show, man. <laughs> so so that, he was with other people. He was with his, what I think was his wife and maybe a set of grandparents. Grandparents or parents or whatever. So that was... Uh, it's interesting. Another thing I, I noticed, the characters are very good. At, when a kid like gets up to hug them, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have like an internal clock. That, okay, I need to move to the next table. They're very good at getting the kid back in the seat to eat their food. Really? I mean, I watched this little, you know, little girl obviously was loving seeing all the princesses. I watched multiple times where, where princesses were like, okay, I mean, one day you'll be a princess, but now for now you need to sit down and eat your food. And <laughs> I mean, just really good at like detaching. Yeah. Without, yeah. without crushing. The, and the little girl is like, it's the most magical thing in the world. So uh, that, that was cool. They actually gave us wands and swords uh, to do like a, a little jingle and a spell with. And I gave Pete the wand so he could... Give it to his daughter. So she and she cast spells on me with it. She has so. an authentic Cinderella's Royal Table wand now. Mm-hmm. So I'll be I will be uh, invoicing you for that, Pete. Sounds good. But yeah, that was uh, and that's the end of our trip. I mean, that was uh, it in a nutshell. It sounds like you guys uh, sounds like you guys had a ball. You know, a little a different trip than going with your buddies, right? And very different. I will say Epcot is remains the same, but as far as like rushing around to do all the attractions, we didn't have su- such a stress on that. Yeah, I mean, we, we we do a lot of walking, and I've said this before, very different trip with, you know, going with your buddies, going with your family, going with small children, going with older people. You know, it's not that you're not that you're old, Tom's mom, but just different trips, right? And, and so you do have to, you do have to account for that in your planning. You do have to account for that, you know, just, just in how you, how you approach the trip. That's what makes Disney so awesome. You can do it a ton of different ways and still have a really, really good time. A great time. I mean, that's one of my most favorite Disney trips. I say that every trip, but that, I mean, it always, Disney's just unbelievable. That was a totally different trip than I've done, and, and it was a blast doing it. 
All right. Anything else on that? That does it for me. Hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed kind of hearing the, the play-by-play there. I'm, I'm hoping that I get to do one of those soon. We may have something cooking up. <laughs> we may have something in the works. I think so. Well, let's go to the uh, let's go to the trivia question and the secret for the week. What do we got? So staying with the Christmas theme, and I think this is the last Christmas theme what I'm going to do, but secret of the night, did you know that every ornament on the 29 custom Christmas trees, so I'm kind of giving you the answer to the trivia question from last week there, on the Walt Disney World, so every ornament on the 29 custom Christmas trees on the Walt Disney World property is actually custom made. I mean, these aren't like plastic ornaments you buy at Walmart. They are custom made ornaments unique to that tree and that tree alone. Uh, so I think that's that's a really cool secret and kind of a, an extra Disney touch. Uh, going to the trivia question of last week, if you if you recall, I asked how many custom trees are across the Walt Disney World property, not including the Christmas tree trail. You now, of course, know that's 29 different trees. They range from 15 feet to 70 feet tall. So now that we know that the tallest is 70 feet, as you can probably imagine, trivia question of this week, where can you find the tallest Christmas tree on Walt Disney World property? Uh, it is 70 feet tall. That is the hint. You can tweet us at Mindu WDW Podcast or email us at Mindu WDW at gmail.com with your guess. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Mindu WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at Mindu WDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week, hopefully with Matt.